So our next guest, Shelby actually asked a, a really cool question before. How many guys have seen a, a Ryan Moore video and everybody raised their hand? And so that just shows the testament of how much this guy has been able to push the industry forward on an educational and, of course, supplies uh, basis and really change it for the better. Ryan started Ryanet back in 2004, selling off eBay, which came from another rock band type of story. And today, I couldn't be more proud to, to have Ryan up here to talk about leadership and things that he's learned in the business. Ryan Moore. Hey, everyone stand up. Oh. Stand up, Brett! Oh, Standing up last night! <laughs> no, last night I was getting down. <laughs> Alright, so there's this thing called the power pose. Does anyone know what the power pose is? Psychologically and physically proven to give your body more power. You go like this. Any Beavis and Butthead fans here? <laughs> no, you just go like this. Everyone go like this. All right. Sweet. You can sit down now. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! How does that feel? Powerful. Powerful, right on. Okay, so hi, I'm Ryan. Um, a couple tips of speaking advice. I always like to listen to speakers and get advice from them. So, first of all, uh, and Jersey Inc. did a great job of this yesterday. So if you want to move your audience, physically move your audience. So you guys moved us yesterday and I just moved all of you. Check. Done. Second is talk about things you're passionate about. So if you're talking about something you're passionate about, you have to put a lot more time into just building that passion which is going to make you a better person than putting together a slide deck. So uh, a couple questions I want to ask myself as we get started. So first of all, um, I'm Ryan. So am I a ADD, serial entrepreneur, struggling musician, like absent father. I mean, I'm not with my kids this morning, I'm with all you guys. Or am I a dreamer, business builder, growing father, and world changer? So what's the difference? Last year it was awesome. Hey, by the way, Bruce, thank everyone give Bruce a round of applause. So this has been a great conference. Thank you so much for putting this all together. Thank you guys all for coming. It's great. Last year I talked about leadership a little bit and the ability, what leadership is. And, and leadership is really, I love this image. It's a Googled image. I'm not sure if it's copyright free or not, but that, I used that tool and the, the results were shit last night. So. <laughs> uh, it's the, the whole concept of leadership. Leadership is going first, but it's also going in that direction that inspires others to follow. It's also going up and down the line of people that are working with you and following you. Sometimes you're at the back, sometimes you're in the middle, sometimes you're at the front blazing trails. And what I wanted to talk about today is not necessarily just leadership, what leadership is, um, but I wanted to do some um, dive into what leaders do. So this quote's a great quote. I love football. Um, uh, so contrary to the opinion of many people, leaders aren't born, leaders are made, um, and they're made by effort and hard work. So leadership, growing in leadership is a process. Growing in leadership takes hard work. So what do great leaders do to become great? So there's a lot of things great leaders do to become great, but today I'm going to cover three specific things. So first is dreaming big. Second is goal setting and making that systematic. And then third is finding and making the right habits. So a little bit about myself. Uh, we were singing Backstreet Boys last night, now you know why. <laughs> so this is uh, Ryan, Chris, and Brandon. Now, we were in a pop punk band, obviously, um, not a hard punk band, and we played, we, that was my dream. You know, we talk about drumming and talk about dreaming, but I, there's nothing more in the world that I wanted to, than to be MXPX or Blink-182. Like, those were like my two idol bands. And, we toured, we put every single thing into it, worked on it night and day. Um, but through that journey, it's led me to amazing things. I never thought I was gonna get into screen printing, never thought I was gonna get into garment manufacturing, and that's leading into things that I, I probably will never dream of now. 
But these are three things that these three people in this picture have really done um, in, in business. So my journey led to Ryanet. Um, Chris is our drummer right here. Drummers are the worst. Is there drummers here? Drummers? Okay, I'm sorry. Drummers are the worst. <laughs> they never want to do anything. I mean, we were like printing shirts like all the time, and Chris would be like playing Nintendo. The things this guy would do in the back of our band, I can't even talk about. So, he, <laughs> uh, this guy was literally, like, we would get in fist fights. One time we showed up to a show, he wouldn't play. He was a prima donna. And I literally got in a fist fight with him, because I wanted to play the show, because we weren't big. He thought it was too good to play the show. You're never too good to play a show. So, um, once I started around it, this guy didn't have a job. So he comes to me and looks for a job. I'm like, oh god, this is a bad idea. <laughs> but. I hired him, and he actually became a really good team member. And one of the things we grew in business is we started buying companies and vertically integrate. We bought this company called Remadura Screen in Arkansas. They made screens. This is before I knew what a P&L was. Um, literally, we grew our business so fast. I think this time we were about a six million dollar year company, and I didn't know what a P&L was. So I looked at this company's P&L. I had no idea they were losing money. We bought them for like almost a million dollars. So then I sent somebody who knew nothing about business. That was my screen print mentor. To, to move to Arkansas and run it. So in about a year and a half, this guy runs his company into the ground, and we were, he literally stole $400,000 and started selling drugs. It was, I guess he tried to be uh, um, that one guy. Uh, but it didn't work out. <laughs> we fired him, and I had to find somebody to move to Arkansas to run this company that was literally, I was so ready to just go bankrupt. We didn't want to give out. I don't want to go bankrupt. So $400,000 in debt. I'm like, who do I trust that wants to move to Arkansas? And Chris is like, I'll do it. So Chris moves to Arkansas, completely changed his life. Now he's the president of Nortec Graphics. They make about 60 to 70% of the screens that you guys all use. About a $4 million a year company in the manufacturing space. Um, Brandon uh, actually got, when we were in, uh, so Brandon's on the left, when we were in um, starting Ryanet, he got opportunity to, our, our record producer stole him and started a band, and they got an opportunity to get a record deal on Columbia Records. So he moves to Atlanta, then they moved here to Chicago, record three times, it didn't work out. Then he got into Concrete. Concrete was dead through the recession, so he's like, dude, do you have anything I could do? We went to Atlantic City trade show, we had a blast. Um, there's a really cool story Nick Wood will tell you about sometime from that trade show. Um, and he started around it. This year, Brandon, uh, we're gonna, Brandon's going to become the president of Brandon, um, allowing me to do other things. So these people have gotten from just literally broke-ass guys going around in the van to leaders in this industry by doing these things. So first of all, I'm starting, I, I do things, I speak differently now. So I like to write things out. So this entire thing is on our blog. So there's three different blog posts. So if you like anything about it, you can actually go read the entire uh, thing. So talking about dreaming big, goal setting, and creating habits just on the screenprinting.com blog. So this is an awesome quote. How to dream big. All right, right. It's a little slow this morning. You guys all know this. Not the only one. You know, we'll live as one. Okay. So, <laughs> you're good? <laughs> How to dream big. So, we all heard that quote, shoot, shoot for the stars and win. But first you gotta freaking learn how to fly a spaceship, you know? So, let's talk about some of the mechanisms that we can actually use, that I use, to dream. So, interesting thing. Who dreamt when they were a kid? Like, what are some of the dreams that you had? As a kid. I wanted to be a rock star. From what age? I don't know. I think uh, I gotta remember that long ago. <laughs> what else? What else did you guys want? Open a dance studio. Open a dance studio. What? Fly, be a pilot. That's awesome. I wanted a tractor. I grew up in the country, and I wanted a tractor. That was my dream. I would get tractor magazines and dream at night about tractors. And like how, it was, it was I, did, I run these crazy <laughs> fantasies in my head about tractors, it, it was insane. Now that changed to like, 
you know, other things, girls and then now. tour buses and then, you know, business. A tractor has changed. I do have a tractor now. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting. They did a study about, uh, with a, a kindergarten class. And they, this wasn't about dreaming. This was about artists. And they asked the kindergarten class of like 25 kids, who wants to be, who's, who's an artist? And everyone raised their hand. And every year they came back and started asking, who's an artist? Who's creative? Who's a dreamer? By the time they're in eighth grade, guess how many people were raising their hand? One or two. So some through, somewhere throughout the process, we forget to do this. We forget to do the things that, that made us who we are as we were young. So here are some of the things that um, I've used to continue to dream. Now, first of all, where do you dream at? So there's this thing that we have in our heads called a, a mind. And there's this thing that our mind lives in called a body. And I found it the most helpful to dream when those are separate. So when your mind can think, your body is busy. Because a lot of times when your body is doing things, it takes brain power to do it. So where that happens for me is running on the road. My feet are pounding, I'm sweating. My body's throughout the environment, mostly raining where I live in Washington. Um, so my brain like is freed up to think. And that's where I come up with the best ideas. That's where I come up with the best vision, the best dreams. Also like in the water, so in the shower, um, in a hot tub, in a bath. Like you sit there and your body is fully engulfed with this water, this warm, this your ears, so your brain just is able to transport to other areas. Driving sometimes work, or right before you fall asleep. But what are the things for you that allow your body and mind to separate so your mind can actually think? Now, the other thing is how to dream big. So this is a, a dream board. Does anyone do this? Has anyone ever done this in your life at some point in time? I'm, I used to do this all the time as a kid. I, my, my whole wall was pictures of rock bands and sports cars, and then tour buses. So my parents were in Amway, and this is one of the things they taught, um, was this dream boarding. In fact, visualizing where you want. It's your brain is an incredibly powerful thing. When you see it, that's the thing about dreaming, is when you see it in your brain, it can get turned into actuality. You start to see things throughout the course of life, through the world, that start to make all this stuff happen. It's super real. So if, if you want to go on vacation, print out where you want to go on vacation. Save it as your screensaver. Subscribe to magazines or blog articles that are what you want to be. They will constantly feed you. Like if you're on a news feed or if you subscribe to people that are like this or go to cool places, so you can honestly see these images in your brain and they're going to become more real. So where to dream, make sure that your body and mind get separate. Had a dream, make it very, very visual, physically. So let's go to goal setting. Now, goal setting is that, that's everyone's set probably set a goal, right? Who set a goal? So there's there's a difference between setting a goal and making a goal setting process. So this is something that I started doing probably five years into it, five six years into it. I joined a thing called Vistage, and this really helped me develop as a person. It's a leadership. Uh, like mastermind alliance group. Um, goal setting has turned into a process. Uh, now, a couple people think process and they're like, Ugh. but no, process is amazing. So goal setting, there's three steps to a good goal setting process. So first of all is you gotta write them down. If you're not writing it down, you're not creating those, that's the same thing as like visualizing a dream. Um, you're not creating neuron connections in your brain. The moment you start writing, your brain starts to create those things. And all of a sudden, it's like whenever you buy a car, you've never seen that car on the street. You don't notice it, but the moment you buy that car, it's all over the place. Because now your brain, brain sees it. So the moment you start writing it down, your, your body, your brain is actually going to create pathways in this world throughout your life, throughout the millions of messages that we get every day to accomplish those things that you want to do. So um, it's not just writing them down. If you write them down, it's 10 times more likely to succeed. So if anyone told you, that you could make an investment that was free and you get 10x the return on it, would you do it? Yeah, you better. So writing them down. So one way I do that is blog. I literally just start writing. I blog. I got this idea from Elon Musk. He did this thing in 2006 called the Master Plan. Uh, I, re I remember reading a book on Tesla and thinking these guys were 
crazy. I mean, electric sports car for a couple hundred grand, who's gonna buy that? He literally laid out the entire vision for the next 10 years in a blog post, posted it for the world, and they hit it within a year. They were a year behind the Model 3 in that blog post. So that's the next thing, share them. So if you share them, publish it, 65% more likely for that to happen. Now even bigger than that is if you create an accountability partner or accountability group, that turns into 95%. So then now we're 10x and then double that. So 20x more likely to achieve something if you write it down, make it public, and find somebody that you can meet with on a regular basis to hold yourself accountable for. So I do this with, uh, I have accountability group in my Vistage group. And then we do monthly meetings at Ryanet, and we do it quarterly with my family. So we have specific times that we meet, we review our goals, and you're automatically thinking, oh my God, I have this meeting next week, and I, I'm not doing this stuff. So you start to think about it, you start to do it when you have that accountability in place. And make sure they're smart. So what gets, like KPIs, Steve was talking about a little bit, what, what gets measured gets managed. So make sure your goals are specific, make sure your goals are measurable. If you can't measure a goal, it's like, I'm gonna start running. Okay, great, good for you. What does that look like, you know? I'm gonna start running every morning at 5 a.m. for 15 minutes. Okay, did you do that or not? It's very easy to say yes or no. Start running, yeah, I ran last month, I started running, you know? I ran to the bathroom, drank too much coffee, you know? So, achievable, make sure they're achievable. Relevant, and then time bound. So I think the two biggest things here are measurable and time bound. They're very specific, but measurable and time-bound. They have a timeline on them, and you can measure the result. So here are some of the things, the, the type, different goals that we set and that I set and that great leaders set. So first of all, long-term goals. So turning those dreams into vision to goals. So this is a five to 10-year horizon. And the best mechanism I found to do this is what I call it. This is literally stole it from Elon Musk. It's his master plan. When he wrote that blog post in 2006, he wrote out his master plan. And for me, that's what I write. So I start writing and it just comes to life. Some of you might be drawing, some of you might be uh, like talking and recording it. Whatever it is, however you learn, just spit it out there and then share it with the relevant you know, people that are with you. So I share this with my team. I update it year, uh, yearly. Then midterm, so annual goals. So we do this at the beginning of every year. I do this with Ryanet, I do this for myself personally, and then I do this with my family. So up here, we have a, a screenshot of our family's goals this year. One of them, Brett, was go to Mexico with the Bowdens. That was fun. <laughs> so all the things that we're gonna get done as a family, we put, and specific, measurable, but don't be afraid to go a little bit big, you know? Um, I'll show a slide next, because we actually track them. And can, I'll show you slide like how often we actually hit our actual goals. It's about 50% of the time. So short term, weekly. So that keeps them top of mind. And then immediate is daily. So this all flows up together. And if you're always constantly reading that, you can actually uh, make sure that they're continuously aligned. So here's some screenshots of the physical functions that we use in our goals process. So I do a Google Docs. So this is the Ryanet master plan. This is my second iteration of it. So I started in 2017, I updated in 2018. Not a lot of updates. It's great to go through and see um, the things that are happening and where we're getting to. So that's, a, that's the vision. So this is the, the annual. So the annual, I do a blog post at the end of the year, wrapping up one year, kind of a year review, and then it also talks about what's gonna happen the, the next year. Now those actually get turned into a bowling chart that we actually track, which I'll show here in a second. So, but once again, I'm writing it. You guys all, we get an email, and if you're on our email list, you all get our goals. So we're really putting it out there. Um, this is weekly, so I send this to about, to about 22 people every week, and all of my direct reports, I, they all send it to their peers and then their reports. So it's, I use a goal board, uh, we use Trello, um, we switched to Teams, we're moving back to Trello. Um, so I have a do, doing, done, just three buckets, it's called scrum board, so taking the do, do is what you're gonna do this week or in that given period of time. Doing is what you're doing today and done is when it's done. Just move it around, it's super easy to do and keeps it relevant. And then daily, for daily, I just use like Apple notes and I just go up there and I check them off. Like done, done, done. And just keeping an update constantly. So 
This is our, this is how we track it. So this is a, called a bowling chart. If anyone, I'm going to give my information at the end of the presentation. So if anyone wants access to one of these, like it's a Google slide, I can just, and this tells you like this is all green, this is all red, you know, what areas of your business are doing well. So it's all time bound or measurable. It makes it very, doesn't get on that board if it's not. And we review this monthly as a team when we do our financial review. So now let's go to habits. Habits are, I think this is the most powerful thing that any person can do in their life to really change the game. So uh, this is something that, again, I started focusing on maybe five, six years ago when my twin, no, so I guess it's nine now, when my twins were born. Uh, they're nine now. So nine years ago, I started really focusing on all this stuff in my life, and it's like completely changed the game. So as you can take notes, and then like, what are, what's the one thing you're going to do? I love that question earlier. What's the one thing I want to do like tomorrow or today? You're, we're learning a lot of stuff in this. If we review that in the next 24 hours, the likelihood of actually that sticking goes up by like 4x. I don't know the actual data on that, but it's so much more. So what I actually do is I take all my notes on Apple. And so before it, was, it had to be written, but now it's on Apple. And I actually, in net time, I'll go in here and I will swipe down, two fingers swipe down, speech to text. Does anyone know that function? Use it all the time. Long emails, goals, and I just go down, swipe it down, and then Surrey. Print tab Option. Kayla Kawaii. Things I will change. Make notes on my phone with pictures. Keep IG posts short. So I'll, I'll review that probably on the trip home tonight. So I'll go through all my notes, and I might review it one more time. But I don't, have the, I don't have to read it. I'm just going through it, and that's exactly how I actually do my goals, too. So on, a, on my annual goals, on about a weekly basis, I'll go through on my way to work and just swipe down and have her read it to me. Um, and it makes that process way more visual and, and audible. So habits. So habits are incredible because they run about half our life. Half of our life, 45% of it is run by habit. This is a great, if you haven't read this book, it's basically just it's a you know rundown on the power of habits, how to create them. So imagine 45% of your life is run by habits. Another great book called Grit. Anyone read that book? So Grit's the the thing that makes people the most successful in life is grit, willpower. You want to be a Navy SEAL? It doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't matter how how smart you are. All it is is if you can stick it out. If you don't give up, okay? Grit. Guess what grit takes? Willpower, brain power, a tremendous amount of this. All the things that we're doing every day take a tremendous amount of brain power. So if you can put your, if you can, like to Stephen's point, if you can automate your brain to do a lot of the tasks that you do every day that form success, you don't have to think about it. It just happens automatically. And then you have all that extra energy, all that extra brain power to actually get in and do the things that you want to do in life. So. If you make the right habits instead of making the wrong habits, you automate literally your life and you can use that willpower to do incredible things versus getting outside or going to work and checking email, you know? So this is the habit uh, routine. This comes from that book. So it's an interesting thing about habits. So habits uh, form in about 60 to, depending on who you are, 60 to 120 days. They're broken a lot faster, however. So forming a habit is not the easiest thing to do. You have to be really repetitious about it. But it's really the cues that trigger that habit. So how do we create the good, the right cues in our life to make the right habits? So here's an example of you. So let's, let's say the average morning. So this is a morning. This was a morning many, many, many days of my life. So you wake up, hit snooze, oh god, it's way too early, I put the alarm clock on way too early. Hit snooze, alright, 15 minutes goes by, hit snooze again, 15 minutes, oh crap, now I'm late. What, what emails do I have to get done before I go to work, take a shower, get some coffee, and just, just hustle to work? Or, you put your running shoes by your bed, and you wake up, you put your running shoes on, you go for a quick run, come back, chug some water, make your bed, and you go to work. What, what day is going to be better? Ironic. Yeah, it makes every day better. Guaranteed. And you don't have to run for that long. 
but you're getting out there and doing it. You're getting out there and doing something. There's an awesome book called Make Your Bed, like, and there's a 19-minute there's a YouTube video on it, and it's this, um, this admiral from the Navy, and he's, his whole premise is like literally you step, I mean, if you don't like running, um, then you can just get out of bed and make your bed, and it starts your day off with the right direction. What you don't want to do is wake up and go on social media. Because now you're not influencing your day. You're not in control of your day. That means the whole rest of your day, you're not in control of it. So creating positive cues to make things happen. Now, here's a cue. <laughs> so this is Maddox. Um, now, what do, you, what do you think I'm trying to do right here? Potty train. Yeah, that would make sense. Now, interesting, interesting thing enough, interesting, interestingly, my, my kids actually learned potty training very, very well. We're, we were fortunate enough to live in the country, so I just taught them how to pull their pants down and be outside. Um, and so potty training was not a problem to any of them. They potty trained at a very, very young age. Now, sometimes they pee in very random places, and it's somewhat embarrassing, but it's also pretty fun. Um, so, potty training wasn't a problem. The problem was what to do after you potty, especially number two. So, uh, here's an example of a cue. This is an interesting example. So, uh, this is my son, Cohen. So, Cohen likes to tell me, like, he, like his dad, like a day before a project's due at school. And this, I think he's in like first or second grade. So, <laughs> Cohen's in first or second grade. And, what? You think he's in first or second grade? Well, this is back, this is back a couple, he's in third grade now, yeah, so this is back a couple of years ago, so this is actually a trip that we took and we visited Cole's place um, in LA. He told me the night before that he's like, it's take your kid to work day tomorrow. I'm like, dude, I'm going to LA. So got him last minute ticket and we went to LA. It was awesome. Um, it was a 20 hour day and he powered through the entire thing. Uh, he didn't go to school the next day, but he learned way more. So he tells me like a day or two before that he has this project, and the project is inventing something. You gotta, I'm like, we have to invent something in like a day or two? Like, okay, so what are we going to do? So we've been getting calls, and luckily Cohen doesn't know what I'm talking about, from both our boys about like how if they have to go to the bathroom, this is a, a three-hour ordeal, and they don't like go to school the rest of the day because they don't know how to finish it up. So this is the thing that we had to create a cue for. So what we actually did, me and Cohen, is we wrote a song. And songs are incredible cues because they're audio. So I'm gonna play that song for you guys. And uh, see, see, you can see the effectiveness of it. See, you can tell me if you think it was effective or not. So this musician thing just won't die with you. No, it's not. <laughs> They've always got to show, the, show everybody else up that they have to play something. All right, so this was a fun song to write. Okay, so me, me and Cohen wrote this together. I think you gotta go and you gotta let me know because you don't know what to do when it comes to wiping poo. And I think you're out of luck when you gotta wipe your butt. You've been trying for all day, toss the toilet paper all the way. But don't give up if you get stuck because here's some tricks to clean it up. You gotta bend over, bend over really far. And if you don't know what to do, it's like you're reaching for the cookie jar. Bend over, reach around really far. But instead of chocolate chips, your butt is full of it. Because learning how to wipe can be hard. You start out with a wipe. I'd recommend it wet. Because wiping with a dry one will make you want to fret. And you got to get on in. Got to wipe around the rim. Because if it comes out dirty, got to do it all again. But don't give up. If you get stuck, cause here's some tricks to wipe your butt. You gotta bend over, bend over really far. And if you don't know what to do, it's like you're reaching for the cookie jar. Bend over, reach around really far. But instead of chocolate chips, your butt is full of it. Cause learning how to wipe can be hard. And when you're all done, with the wet ones. Finish with the dry, cause itching makes you cry, and that's the way that wiping is done. 
Two days they had it down. So literally, no more calls from school. And now Maddox, who can sing every single word of that song, literally has no problem doing that. He's like four. So the, the powerfulness of a cue is pretty incredible. So what are some of the cues that you can create in, in your life that can actually trigger it? Now, there's um, a couple different examples of cues. So here, here are some keystone habits and a few cues that you can create around them. So keystone habits are an interesting thing because there's like the power habit. It's like instead of the hobbit, like the one ring to rule them all, it's like the habit to rule them all. So there's three areas in my life that I think are the most powerful that create the most momentum throughout the rest of your day. So first of all is exercise, your body. I think if your body's prepped and ready to go, your mind will follow. So exercise is in a super great habit. My dad's a health nut and he's like, he's a vegan, he's a vascular technologist, so all he does all day is look at people's veins. So he sees every single thing out there on what people do on their habits in life and what they create. So he's like, it doesn't matter as much as you eat, even if you drink, uh, even if you smoke, if you exercise, that is like the most powerful thing for your body. So exercise. Second is learning the mind. So the habit of learning is an incredible, I'm like a learning junkie. Like you talk about things that you're addicted to, I'm addicted to learning. I have to be, if I'm in net time, you guys know what net time is? So who knows what net time is? <laughs> so net time is time that thanks Brett. Uh, net time is time that you have that you all have in life that you're not doing anything else in. Uh, it could be going to the bathroom, it could be driving, it could be mowing the lawn, it could be doing chores around the house, but it's time that you're preoccupied. So I just audiobook it. And I get so much crap done around the house because I love doing crap around the house because I get to work. I get to, I get to learn, I mean. Because it's, and it's, it's literally relaxing. And then that's actually how I dream is because after I get done listening, I come up with what, you know, what Steve Jobs did or what Elon Musk did. Whoever I'm listening to, whoever heroes I'm listening to in, in business, I start to think of how they think. Just about learning. So I, I read about a book a week and I listen to about a book a week. I've read one book in my life. Uh, that's it. So, but I listen to about a book a week, and if it's a good one, I'll listen to it three, four, five, six times, and then come back a year or two and do the same thing. So the second is time. So time of your life. Like, we all have one thing in common, and that's the amount of time that we have. So time habits are great. What, what do you do when you get to work for the first thing? Pop open your computer? Do you go through your goals, go through your checklist, go through what you have to do, or you start answering email? You start going through into issues. And then that just leads down to rabbit hole after rabbit hole. So if you train yourself with the right habits to time, time management, and this is the area of life that I super struggle with. I'm like the worst at this. I've improved a lot, but I've made a few of you miss flights because of this. Um, and it's a hard thing for me. So it's something that I'm learning mechanisms to actually do in my life to do that. So this is a cue. A, a cue that you can actually create in yourself that can actually happen automatically. So who is, who's ever had, a, had an off day? Like off days are the worst, right? You're like grumpy, you're not getting anything done, you're not being productive, it feels like you're hitting your head against the wall the entire day. Who's ever had like the best day ever? Hopefully you've all had the best day ever at some point in time. So and that, like the day before you go on vacation or on a trip, you get so much stuff done. It's amazing. You're, like, like, you're on top of the world. You know why? It's because you're in the zone. Your, your mind, work expands the amount of time there is to complete it when you're on fire, when you're in the zone. You have no, uh, you know, crushing a test when you study, you cram for it. So you can actually create cues in your life, triggers to have a better day like that. So, and you probably all do this subconsciously, you just don't know what they are yet. So I started looking at what I do in my life and realizing these things. So one is, like when I straighten things up, like it could be our kitchen at work, or kitchen at home, or could, have, could be my desk. So I go in there and I do the dishes, people are like, man, that's cool, like he's doing <laughs> the dishes. It literally, metaphorically in my mind, I'm straightening out my mind up. And I go out of that kitchen and I'm on fire now. 
because I clean some stuff up. So I also, uh, I brush my teeth a lot. Like I brushed my teeth three times this morning already uh, because it cleans my mouth up and it makes my mouth feel like it's on fire. I use really spicy toothpaste. <laughs> so uh, the other things is that I do push-ups or, or exercise or listen to music. Like I'll have like, like my go-to song, Angels and Airways, like one of my go-to bands. Like, I have like three or four songs. I put this song on and automatically like I can now, like my brain starts stops to think about the problems. I can start to move forward in a positive direction. So what are the things in your life? Think about the things in your life that you can literally bam. And now you're like in a different state of mind and you're ready to go attack it again. And it's a switch of, it's a, your mind is a, such a powerful thing. It's a, literally like a snap of a finger. If somebody can put you in, a, in hypnosis with a snap of the finger, you can do it to yourself. And you completely change the outcome of every single day. Because imagine like every single day being like the day before vacation, what you would get done. It would be incredible. So these are things that like we went over. So, you know, dreaming, that sounds great, Ryan, awesome. Uh, setting goals, that sounds like a lot of time. You have to write it down and review it with people. And then creating habits. I don't want to go running. Running sounds horrible. But who thinks like, okay, does this stuff really work? Do you guys think this stuff really works? Yeah. <laughs> it, it works. So uh, a couple examples of it, and, that, and then we'll wrap it up. And it's, it's incredible how much this stuff works. So when I say I've learned from like some of the best leaders, it's not just leaders in business. It's leaders all over the, the country. So like my idol growing up was my career from MXPX. Like I literally would take CDs and I would pelt this guy with CDs. Like demo CD time. I think I brought a de one of our demo CDs here. Oh yeah, here's a demo CD. I'd throw it on stage, him in the head. Like listen to my music, Mike. He never listened to it. Uh, I mean, they were on top of the world. They were, they were freaking on a Super Bowl commercial. So uh, I've gotten to know Mike through screen print. He's a screen printer, by the way, which is crazy. I met him at a show, and uh, this is after my, he was in a band called Tumbledown. And I'm like, I'm going to go talk to Mike Ray. It's going to be the best thing ever. I talked to him. I'm like, what am I going to talk to him about? Hey, cool t-shirts. And he's like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. I make them. And I'm like, you make t-shirts? He's like, yeah, I work for this company called Ryan. It got set up. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> and, and now, like, he's come and played three Orionettes events and, like, text them all the time. He's awesome. So we did this thing called Rock Around the Shop. It's a YouTube video. You should check it out. Fred's in it. Um, and, uh, and he's playing a show afterwards. And they're in the green room. I'm going to go bug him because I want to hang out with Mike Guerrero more. Um, and literally, I walk in the green room, and Mike Guerrero's doing push-ups. I'm like, Dude, you do push-ups to get pumped up? He's like, all the time. I'm like, yeah, so I got to do push-ups with my career. And we do them the same way. Fists, and then rotate your arms. And uh, so just an example of this guy's, he's been, I mean, how, long, how long have they been playing for? Like, 26 years. Yeah, they've been rocking it. And he's on the top, he exercises, he set goals. He, uh, he's friends with some of the big, Ryan Holiday, who's wrote like eight books, friends with them. So he's doing all the same things in life that I want to do in a completely different industry, uh, and it's creating continually millennials. Ryan Holiday says it's success. So here's another freaking uh, this is something that like I don't do. So I don't visualize stuff anymore. That's like when I ask like who who does a dream more, like no one raised their hand because that's something that we did when we were a kid or like for a high school project or something like that. That's something that I don't do anymore. So picture's worth a thousand words, right? What's a picture worth? We've all heard that quote before. So this is my dog, Radley. Now Radley has probably been, or has definitely been the most expensive dog we've ever had. He's, for some reason, I just attract alpha males. Like whether it's my dogs or my kids, they are all just the, the most hard-headed, not listening, getting into fights, individuals or beings that you've ever met. This, this kid's no exception of this. He won't listen. He won't stay. Um, it's awesome because he gets my ass up every morning and like goes running. So he's really helping with that not hitting the snooze on the alarm clock thing. Um, he's eating rocks. So we had it, his Christmas present to us was he ate a rock. And we had two choices. It was either $8,000 surgery to get the rock out and clear his throat out or a $3,000 surgery just to get the rock out. So I went with option B. And now every morning that he, he comes in, he drinks a bunch of water and he throws up because his throat never healed up all the way. He's totally fine, 
Uh, but he just threw it up. So literally, like, I, I like, I go on this trip. I, I get we're we're just Bruce is talking and Amanda looks at me. She's like, my new rug. Thanks. I'm like, all right. So we opted for the least expensive surgery. But Radley is a, a pain, and Radley does not like to stay in our house. I tried the shock collar thing. It didn't work. I screwed it up for him, poor guy. Uh, and he just wanders. He, he ate a rabbit once, and all he does wants to do in life is chase rabbits. And he will go <laughs> and just chase around. So he started getting my neighbor's koi pond. Now, my neighbor loves his koi way more than I love my dog. I mean, and this neighbor started turning my dog into animal control. So that's one ticket. Two tickets, the guy comes out to our house. Three tickets, $1,000 later, he's like, dude, if your dog does this one more time, we're taking him away from you. I'm like, you're not going to take my kid away from me. That's just not going to happen. Now, back to goal setting. So goal setting, our, in our yearly goal board, we have like, uh, we started this thing called All Made. It's incredibly hard to start a t-shirt company, so it's been a struggle, like really hard struggle uh, for like the last year and a half. And uh, to put, it's distracted the rest of our business, which for other performance. And so it has been rough, you know. Um, and I had a bunch of great aspirations at the beginning of the year, and then like a like a talent company moved into town, and there was a tech company called Realware that make like like virtual reality eyeglasses. They stole our COO, our CFO, our uh, director of purchasing, our director of uh, uh, finance and accounting, and like another person, like all in like the course of a month. So like shit kind of got a little crazy, and we've had a rough year. Um, so like those goals that I set out um, weren't happening. They just weren't happening. Like pay off like equity lines and like do all this stuff. But they, they were still there on our board. I still listen to it all the time. Well, there's this thing like interestingly enough, we were struggling in business. So this dog who is a like the bane of our existence and is going to get taken away from us and we're getting like all these tickets forces us to think about moving. We weren't planning on moving at the beginning of the year. So we started looking at our home price, and then we started looking at our rental home prices, and we started looking at the buildings that we own price. And like in Vancouver, I don't know if it was anywhere else in the country, but in our state, market's like at the top. And so we're like, wow, like I bought buildings and houses five to 10 years ago, and they're all like doubled or tripled in value. So we started selling real estate. And we, within the past three months, we sold six pieces of real estate. We actually got our offer on our house like yesterday. Um, and we weren't planning on it, but this guy, because we had to move, we couldn't put a fence around our house, we actually had to find a new house that we could fence so that this guy would be able to be our kid still. And we ended up paying off all our debt, make our savings goals times 10 feet, and we, it was never, it was on our goal board, and never knew how it was going to happen, and it just happened. Totally different way, but it happened. So here's visualization, like crazy visualization. All right, so this is our second album. It's called On the Road to Somewhere. We made this in like 2001. So super great album cover. Um, but I was like, the record company was like, we need an album cover. I'm like, well, we're going to call it On the Road to Somewhere. So I'm going to go take a picture of a road somewhere. So I drive around, and there's... I mean, we live in the country, so it's like we don't have any great roads to like take pictures of. They're pretty and stuff. But I'm driving around out to the country, and I see this road with a hill. And I'm like, huh. It's like we're on the road somewhere, like kind of going up this hill. So I snap a picture, and it becomes our album cover. So we sell our, we, we decide, we get a new house um, and because of Radley, and we're moving, and I'm driving down the road. So this is a little bit zoomed up. Picture. So this is like, I took this picture 18 years ago. We're driving down the road, and I'm like, huh, that kind of looks familiar. That's weird. So I, I take a snapshot with my phone, and I'm like, that's weird. That kind of looks familiar. And then zoom in on it, same freaking road. And it's the road that we go up to our new house on. And this is like, we got an incredible deal on this house. We were planning on moving. And it's like five acre view, looks over the entire valley. You can see Portland through it. Here's like a drone shot um, with my kids from, from the house. This is like, I always wanted a view. We had an awesome property before, but I always wanted a view. This thing has incredible views. Like, 
180 degrees. And literally to get there is the road that I took a picture of and put on an album cover and pushed like no other for two years. Like just hustle with that album. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. The power of visualization. It's insane. Justin, Dom, Brett helped like start this thing down in Haiti about two years ago. And uh, socially responsible and then like environmentally responsible and then printable uh, makes a great print. Like it's discharge on a tripod. It's pretty hard to discharge a tripod. So, um, and our whole thing is like whether you're screen printing it or whether you're making it, it's like make it better. So like lyrics to a song, now the tagline of this new brand that we're starting, um, not planned out. But just like in music, I can't tell you like how many people said, dude, you're not going to start a clothing brand. That's ridiculous. I mean, Gildan and Haynes, and especially in an environmentally friendly clothing brand, because that just does not work. doesn't work. Not going to do it. Um, and a lot of those people en ended up quitting the company because they just literally did not believe in it that much. Um, but so it's impossible, right? It's impossible. It's literally impossible. Or is it? So um, I'm going to sing that song. It's called Chasing the Impossible. And then, oh. see how it applies to you guys. Drink some water first. Maybe. Oh, there it is. musicians in here? Raise your hand if you're a musician. It's awesome, like the whole screen printing music thing. It's awesome.
So it's impossible, right? Everything that you want to do, all the big dreams that you had, don't even think about it, it's impossible. Or, just with a small little tweak, same word, I'm possible, you know? Because you are. So thanks guys. Um, if you want to get those blog posts or if you want to subscribe to either of the, the newsletters, just text those to 444-999 for all made and then 333-233. Text all made to that number and then Ryan it to that number. Um, you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, just at Ryan Moore, and then email me. So if you want to see anything out of this presentation, feel free to email. Uh, Bruce, thank you again, as this is awesome. Super great experience. Uh, to wrap out, any questions? <coughs> yes. So I thought it was cool how you were talking about like the goal setting and like for your company and then kind of like you have the people under you do it and then people under them. And do you ever have any trouble like with um, like employees and thinking like kind of discerning between like performance and goals? Like what if I have this, like I could be killing it at my job every day and I'm trying to reach this really lofty goal. So like how do you kind of like balance the two or separate them a little bit, you know? Yeah, because a lot of times your team will have like personal goals. Right. Yeah, that you, so we typically try to, first of all, align with team members that are headed the same direction. Like we call it our bus. And like I, I show this picture of like a bus in Haiti. It's a pretty shitty bus. Um, <laughs> so we're like, that's our bus. We're going up this mountain. And if you want to get on, if you're on a sim, so a lot of our goals like, their, their goals, a lot of people have print goals. You know, some people want to start Rhino, they own their own print shops, you know, eventually. Um, so we try to align, align with them and just encourage like them to go after their goals. And if, if they are, they're gonna put more into the work that they're doing. So it actually becomes a really cool process. You know exactly where they want to get. Um, and also can say, like somebody says like, well, I want to make $150,000 a year. Like, all right, cool. So this is what it's gonna to take to make $150,000 a year. They're like, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they, like maybe have that, you know. So, like, so we just it, it allows you to level set and put it all out there. Yeah. That's a good question. And we do it as a goal board. We do we write out at the beginning of the year each team with their department, and they share it with each other, so they have their own accountability teams. They write it out physically on a, a board. Some people do it virtually now, and then they share it. They kind of present it all to each other. Anything else? You got yeah. the next CD? <laughs> so interestingly, like I don't, I didn't never thought I was gonna get back into music, and I didn't. I literally chasing the impossible. The songs played. It's the last song I wrote for 15 years, um, and I started writing songs again uh, when my, like one of my friends, uh, Eric Johnson, actually, who went to, with Haiti with. He's like, dude, you gotta play music. It's like your soul. Yeah, I should play music again. So lyrics and stuff started coming out. But I think um, like I want to do like a, a book, audio book album. So like write a song, but then put like stories behind it of lessons that I've learned throughout the years um, that kind of align with the songs. What else? Yeah. Oh. What is your non-negotiable? Like, what is your uh, your everyday that you do besides exercise? What is your must-do? I mean, exercise, like that's like my best keystone habit that I've had is like exercise. Um, the first thing in the morning, run uh, before anything. Uh, and then at the end of the day, you know, do, I do push-ups just to get the, all that out of the, the body, all that stress. Um, the other thing that's really helped is like from a, just a time management and distraction level is like leaving my phone places. So I don't, like if I'm going into a meeting, I'll put my phone on the charger. I don't do it all the time. But I'm so much more engaged than when I get home, I leave it in my truck, so much more engaged until my kids go to bed and I start working again. Um, so calendar management and, and like technology management is really helped. And that's something that it's a habit that's not quite all the way formed yet. Um, yeah, I like to be really connected with uh, people in my building, but there's a time where you need some disconnection to focus on your goals, the direction the company is taking. Um, do you just like set a block of time aside that, you know, hey, for the next 90 minutes I'm unavailable. If you got a question, you got a, something, text me, email me, write it down. You can see it after 11. That's my thing. I come in every morning with, here's my, I'm going, I'm going to go first. And it seems that if you live about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, this is when I get to start working on what I should be getting at the night. 
Well, why, why, did, why don't you hit him in the morning? And that might kind of come back to what Stephen was saying, systematized processes so they don't have to ask so many times. How do you address that? Well, I, so good, so I do them off-site. Like, I'll go to Starbucks first thing, and then I'll go, like, every Wednesday morning I have it on. I started running, and I do a lot when I'm running. Uh, so I do a lot before I get to work. And then I sneak outside and have a laptop, so I work all throughout the building. I have an office. Um, and so I'll sneak out and find a quiet spot and, and kind of get creative there. I have an office that's, um, you know, I love to be side-by-side -side with people. Yep. Um, and maybe offsite. Yeah, offsite, and then for planning processes, we take the team offsite. Because if you're in, if you're in the the muck of things, it's really hard to focus. Offsite, and then try to disconnect from internet. So, did you see another question? Yeah, well, I, I sort of had the same problem. Like, so when I get to my office, I already have my to-do list, and then like I'll hit the let's just say like the first or second one, and then I'll get like stomped on it, or some problem will be on it, and then like my whole day it just seems like it's spiraling down from there you never get to accomplish everything so I mean is there something that you do like when you hit a problem is that something you just kind of like step back and I mean I don't smoke or anything you go outside and drink coffee or I mean what I mean do you kind of like a pause button that you kind of reset that's when like I'll hit one of those triggers like um, and but sometimes there's problems you just gonna have to deal with go do you know? some dishes man yeah, literally hit one of those triggers. I'm feeling like super not productive, and it gets me back on track, um, just like that. But it's it is like I don't try to I don't schedule like that stuff at work because you know things are just going to come into play and they're going to happen. So I do I schedule that on the outside hours. Come, I'll do that on weekends, mornings, in the afternoon when things kind of quiet down. What time did day start? Between 4.30 and 5. Every time around, he gets up and wants to run. What time does it end? 10, 11. Yeah. 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 That going into great detail, uh, I know you have a very large team. What's maybe two or three key things you do to actually motivate your team members? Well, this is huge because if your team members know that you want them to succeed in life and you're giving them mechanisms and tools to do that, they're going to put more motivation into the, their teams, their companies. It's been awesome to see, like, he's, like Brandon was a construction worker. Now he's going to run the company in seven years. Like, he went from literally not knowing anything about business to running a, a really good-sized company. Um, and through just going through all these processes. And then investing in them. Like, I got, like, the Vistage group that I'm in, Brandon's in that Vistage group now. So it's like, he's, I'm investing in people that are thriving. It's up to the person though. Like a person's in, in, you can learn as much as you want to learn in life, or you can't, or you don't want to. So that's just very transparent. It's up to you to do it. It's up to the team member to do it. How do you balance family, business, you have twins, you know, we have twins, ensuring that everyone gets the allocated time to, you know, to be happy? It's it's very hard. Like that work work life balance um, is probably so the two things that have been most beneficial in like my relationship um, and and family is one is shared calendar. So we share our calendars and it's like Amanda will put appointments on and then I share my weekly to-dos with her and I share my daily stuff. So she knows exactly what's going on. She knows exactly what my goals are, where I'm traveling to. Sometimes I forget to tell her where I'm traveling to and say, oh. Thanks for telling me in this email on Monday morning that you're going to be gone in Chicago this week. That didn't happen this week, by the way. Uh, that happened like three weeks ago when I prefaced that I was going to Chicago in three weeks. Um, but that's, that's like I share that stuff with her, and that's helped us get a lot more aligned. And then um, just less sleep. So, I mean, there's, there's only a couple things like, and then just you focus. Like you can have, I think you can have two buckets in your life, you know? Like things that you can really do well. And I've chosen like Rhina and, and work, you know, and my family. And so I don't golf. I don't, you know, if I play guitar, it's for something like this. It's like really the only time I, put, I don't have a band. You know, it's like, so those are like my buckets. And so the other things that might be fun to do in life, I just don't do them as much unless it's with clients or, you know, which I have a blast with. It's the best life ever. So it's, that's, that's kind of what I, and then turning the phone off at night, not just leaving the phone in the car, that's been huge. 
right, one more, last one. What's this spicy toothpaste all about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's like if I brush my kids' teeth with it, it's like soup. They like this. <laughs> uh, but it's sensitive. What? Who makes it? Sensodyne. This is normal toothpaste. I know. <laughs> they call everything. They call LaCroix spicy water. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs>